Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, Commanders fans? The Super Bowl is behind us, but that doesn't mean this show is about to stop. Got my man Brian Murphy all the way down there in the ATL. Uh, he uh, doesn't know what a Brahma Bull is. I don't. We can talk about that later. But Brian, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. It's Valentine's Day, but you know, as much as I love my wife, as much as I love my kids, they're the loves of my life. I am feeling a little bit sad that football is over. But we'll, we'll talk about there's some other avenues there but yeah just kind of it's it's setting in now two days after the super bowl that the nfl season's over but like you said it never stops so we'll, we'll keep it going yes indeed i mean this has definitely been the most interesting couple of years and with news dropping all the time uh, there's definitely going to be some stuff to talk about we got a few things lined up for you in today's show talking some coaching news uh around the league commanders wise uh where some quarterbacks may land and obviously we got to talk about uh, the Rihanna concert that happened on Sunday uh, and the game that happened around that. So right. we'll check in on that. But first and foremost, let's holler at uh, Brian. Let's learn about our sponsor, Bet Online. That's right. You can use our code Believe B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus. And like we said, football is over, uh, but you can bet on NBA, NHL. Wait, is football over or not? You can actually bet on the XFL. That's what we were talking about there. The San Antonio Brahmas are a two and a half point home dogs you can bet on all the xfl games you can pick a team that you think will win the xfl championship all of that action starts on saturday so they have every sport everything that you can imagine at betonline.ag so so head on over there for live betting free contests and live scores for any sport or game imaginable we're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events like i said head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit Make sure to use our code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. I'm looking at this uh, XFL, the XFL game. There's three teams in the state of Texas. You got Arlington, the Arlington Renegades, uh, Houston Roughnecks, and the San Antonio Brahmas. The Roughnecks, not to be confused with the Odessa Roughnecks of the former Intense Football League, uh, where I got my start in, in pro ball. But then you also have the Vegas Vipers, the Orlando Guardians, uh, St. Louis Battlehawks, and the Seattle Sea Dragons. So uh, some teams all across the country, most of them here in Texas. So you go up and down I-35, you can catch all of these teams. So that's yeah. pretty exciting. And don't forget the D.C. Defenders. I've seen some Commanders fans that are already heading out to uh, or planning on to head out to the D.C. Defenders game. So that's pretty fun. That there's a local team in that area. So yes, football indeed. never ends, apparently. So it's football year round. So I'm glad that there will be something to kind of scratch that itch now that the NFL is over. Yeah, I think a, I think a well-ran spring league, if you uh, if you kind of get it coordinated with the NFL, I, I have my own thoughts about how something could work. Um, as long as those two those two leagues can work together, it could be something that's very positive. I mean, you get you know, in my eyes, you could send some practice squad players, yeah. you know, the guys that don't get much burn. Put those guys down there. Let them play. Let them get some experience. And if you potentially have, you know, it's like a farm system in baseball. That's how I would run it. Uh, so you could have somebody in that same system and, you know, they're at least getting some work rather than spending the whole offseason doing God knows what. Um, and then waiting on them to show up in OTAs and training camp to potentially have improved. But. That's the way I would run a spring league, um, but, yeah. you know, that's, well, hey, and that's I just think, me. I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I don't know his official title with the XFL, but I thought I saw a post from him saying that, you know, congrats to 
Uh, the Chiefs on winning the Super Bowl, and he looks forward to the XFL kind of partnering with the NFL, and hopefully there will be some guys on these rosters that are contributing next year and beyond. So you, I hope, I hope I'm with you. I think it needs to partner up. Hopefully they're doing that, and hopefully they're headed that direction. Yeah, I would. It would almost be like um, a reserve player. There's some players that are, you know, deemed if they if you send a player down from let's say the Commanders and you say, okay, you're gonna go play for the DC Defenders. That player could be protected, right? You could be like, yeah. hey, you're not gonna go anywhere. You're going to come back to us. We just want you to get some off season work. I mean, if you imagine you're on practice squad and you know you don't play for two or three years, I mean, that's a lot of time to not get right. played. You know, game time and game action. So. It, it would make sense to allow them to spend the off season. Yeah, they'll get tired. I mean, hell, I spent the whole year playing football before I got to the league, um, literally in 08 with the Desperados and then to the Dolphins. So that was 50-some-odd weeks of football, yeah. but it was worth it. It, it. it was work. I needed to be able to put some things on tape to get there. So, uh, But that's neither here nor there. This is not believe in the XFL, even though I'm sure that there's a, headed that way for There's sure. going to be a podcast that's going to have to cover that, uh, that league. Hell, maybe it'll be us. You never know. Uh, but let's talk about the game that was on Sunday, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 52. Um, got a big recap, or was that 57? Lord 57. 57. I, I was think doing I'm the math in my head 52. <laughs> But anyways, Super Bowl just happened, 38-35. Kansas City Chiefs, they pulled it out uh, right there at the end against a hell of a performance by Jalen Hurts. I mean, you got to give, uh, give him a little hat tip, hand clap. Uh, he played phenomenal, phenomenal. A couple of mistakes, obviously, the one fumble, uh, but it was a hell of a game, man. What was your overall thoughts about the game? What was your biggest takeaway from it? Yeah, I honestly thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. I thought these defenses had been pretty solid, so I thought they were going to tighten it down a little bit, but I was so glad to be wrong that it was a shootout. It was entertaining. It came down to the the final plays. It was just about everything you could ask for. Um, yeah, I, I was impressed with both quarterbacks. I think we knew who Patrick Mahomes was, and uh, we'll talk about his legacy here later on. But Jalen Hurts just proved that he uh, belongs right there, and and he is going to be a force to reckon with for a long time. The Eagles have a, a stud there, which is frustrating to say as a Commanders fan, a Commanders podcast, but you got to tip your cap, man. He did it on the, the biggest stage possible, and, um, you know, yeah, it was, it was just a fun game. It was, it was incredible to watch. It felt like a – a heavyweight bout, right? Like both teams yeah. threw some haymakers, both got some good shots in, both made plays when they had to. It was uh, everything you could ask for and more. Yes, what, what were your thoughts? Obviously, we have the the penalty or no penalty at the end that we'll, we'll get into, but overall thoughts on the, the game for you? I mean, I think it was it was what, exactly what I had expected. I knew it was going to be a shootout. I felt like there were going to be points scored. I mean, uh, Philly's been able to stay on the field a lot, and they use that little power quarterback sneak, you know, push them across the line play that, I, frankly, I hate. Uh, not because of them, but I just don't I don't like it overall in the league. I feel like it's something that they're going to have to outlaw. They're going to have to immediately say you can't do that anymore uh, just because it it – I mean, fourth and one, and now you just push them across. And then just, so it's like, I don't know. It adds a, another wrinkle to the game. But it, it, the game played out like I thought. A lot of points scored. They were able to, uh, the Eagles were able to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. But in the end, Patrick Mahomes had a little bit too much magic. And you have to give a uh, tip of the cap to Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. They really adjusted. Um, and I think the game came down to veteran coaches going up against some younger coaches. Steve Spagnola on the defensive side. 
They found a way to contain Jalen Hurts in the second half, didn't run him as much. Um, you got to give Nick Bolton some love. Uh, the linebacker, he's out of Frisco Lone Star here in, in, in the area. Uh, I know they had some watch parties over there at his high school. He played lights out. He was everywhere. I knew they had to have somebody to spy Jalen Hurts, so he was able to contain him a bit. Uh, but there were plays made all across that game, all across that field. Uh, I know everybody that was in Arizona did not go home disappointed unless they were wearing green. That's right. That's right. And yeah, there, there were there were so many uh, key plays. I feel like there were so many turning points like you can't even point to, to one moment. But I think, like you said, the Eagles kept they did everything right. Right. I mean, they did everything yeah. right by, by limiting Patrick Mahomes's possessions. Like you said, I think that the key point in the game, though, was that 17 play drive by the Eagles at the end of the third quarter, they go 17 plays, 60 yards, but they have to settle for a field goal. I felt like that was such a huge win for the Chiefs, despite the fact that they had, you know, held onto the ball for seven minutes and 45 seconds to only give up three points and then to only be down by six. I felt like the Chiefs were like, okay, that was the opening we needed. And they yeah. took advantage of it and they reeled off, uh, you know, uh, two touchdowns right after that. So I think that, that was the key point in the game. It's like the Eagles. Just that was the one perfect thing that they, they didn't. Obviously, Jalen Hurts dropped the football earlier in the game, but that was like the one thing that um, just kind of left the door just a bit open. And, and we've seen Patrick Mahomes so many times. You give him, you know, 13 seconds, he's going to do something with the football, but yeah. much less a, yeah, a six-point cushion where he has a chance to take the lead. Um, it was just it was it was a lot of fun to watch. It was everything you could you could imagine. It really was. And you got to also point out Kadarius Toney and that punt return that he had, mm-hmm. longest punt return in Super Bowl history, almost housed it. They almost took that thing to the house, uh, special team coach Dave Taub, uh, one of the greats in the NFL. He, he almost got that one to the house, man. And whew, those that right there set it up. Uh, Dan Orlowski broke it down amazing on Instagram. He showed a couple of plays with those last touchdowns that happened. Um they the, the the Chiefs used a little motion, a little jet sweep motion, and to see how the Eagles were going to respect it. And they did this big rotation, this little rock and roll where the corner backs up to the safety, safety bumps down, corner bumps down, try to get ahead of that uh, jet sweep. And then the very next play, they did a little quick return off of that jet sweep and left the Canarias Tony wide open. Next drive, Sky Moore wide open. Uh, and I frankly, that is good to see. If you're a commander's fan, it's very good to see because those are coaching adjustments that were made that they had to put some some wrinkles in there. And regardless if it was Eric Bieniemy or Andy Reid, those coaches had to come and put their minds together to come up with that. So all in all, great performance by the Chiefs. Uh, that game did not disappoint. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think I had seen some uh, breakdown. It looks like uh, Doug Peterson, the Eagles' old friend, had run something similar with the Jaguars earlier mm. in the year, and so a lot of people were pointing to that. So there were a lot of uh, there were a lot of uh, cool connections there, you know, tying back. And 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 I agree that that those were the the adjustments were the biggest thing. And yeah. then even the the Eagles getting down by uh, down by eight, thirty five to twenty seven. You're like, okay, how is Jalen Hurts going to respond? All he does is he goes down on an eight play 75 yard drive to tie it back up. I mean, it just, the adjustments and the counter punches and, and, and the back and forth was just, just really great. Yeah. And I saw just before the game, the Eagles had even hired Vic Fangio as a two week 
a consultant role for his history with the Broncos. Uh, so he basically just spilled the beans and all he knew about uh, the Chiefs and their offense. But uh, I guess that two weeks, they probably needed three weeks, maybe a month uh, of his tutelage to get them ready for the game. But all in all, I mean, it was a good game. It was really yeah. a good game. But now a lot of those coaches are moving on. They're going to be moving on uh, yeah. to, to be head coaches elsewhere. And um, it's going to get exciting now. We're going to have to stir that pot once again. Well, yeah, to, today alone, Stain, uh, Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon both hired away from the Eagles. So the Eagles, that's kind of what happens, right? You go to the Super Bowl, you have a, a nice run, and then other teams come and deplete your coaching staff. So uh, it happens to the best of them. I think the Eagles are set up for this, for the future, but I think that's why we see so much turnover in the, the NFL from year to year. Guys move around, mm -hmm. players and coaches move around. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see now the Eagles – it's Nick Sirianni and two of the guys that were so key for him are, are now gone to other teams yeah. in the Colts and the Cardinals. Did they officially hire Gannon? They did. Yeah, I got okay. an update, you know, probably 10 minutes before we were Yeah, that must this. have just happened because I know yeah. that uh, the Cardinals were throwing around a few other names and Mike Kafka's name came up, um, you know, OC up there in New York. Um, and, I, and I can say, speaking of him and then one of his former Offensive coordinators Eric Bieniemy, uh, as we kind of transition to talk about some uh, coaching changes here in the league, um, I kind of you know I'm not mad at, at, at Mike Caff for getting his name thrown out for a head coaching job. More power to you. Congratulations, he's done a great job. But the part about it that frustrates me is that there was nobody sitting there saying, "Oh, well, he was under Andy Reid." You know, who did the play calling, even though he did go over yeah. there to to New York. Um, he's over there under Brian Dable, who's been another awesome play caller, had a great run in Buffalo. So uh, but the guy who I got my eyes on now is Eric B. Enemy. Eric B. Enemy. I think it was extremely classy uh, of Andy Reid. And I don't think it was on accident. He did it on purpose at, directly after the game when the microphone was in his face. He talked about how Eric B. Enemy had a had a huge part in some of the late game adjustments and changes that happened uh, to help them get that win. And I think that was perfectly placed and put out there so that everybody could hear it and know that this guy can and will be a successful offensive coordinator or head coach eventually, but he can actually he could do the things that people are saying he can't do. Uh, and, you know, conversely, you see Mike Kafka one year as an offensive coordinator, and he immediately gets, you know, briefly uh, considered as a head coaching uh, candidate in Arizona. Obviously, they went with uh, Gannon out of uh, Philadelphia, but Eric Bieniemy has been in that position for the longest, and he just continued to get gets passed over because of because he's under such a great, you know, play caller in Andy Reid that and maybe he looks a little different which is 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 not right and you know uh we, we've talked about it plenty of times but i hope that eric Bieniemy comes to washington dc and 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 lights it up because i think that he is special and you heard um that those those jet action those those motion plays were a direct result or at least i read somewhere there was a direct result of something that eric Bieniemy saw and mm -hmm. we've talked about it already whether or not he calls the plays He's sitting in the room with the guy in, that we are calling the genius in Andy Reid, who, who yep. absolutely is. He's absolutely an incredible mind when it comes to uh, calling offense. But the fact that he's right there next to him, uh, yeah, I mean, sign me up for that all day. And yeah. one of the things that I, I found interesting today that I, I didn't see this come in until recently either, the enemy has been connected to the Commanders and the Ravens, was one of the other teams that was mentioned. The Ravens today hired – 
uh, Todd Munkin from the University of Georgia as their offensive coordinator, which yep. leaves the commander. So it, it kind of seems like things are pointing in the right direction if, if the commanders want to make this happen and there's mutual interest. Uh, I, I think it would be a, a great hire, and I think you don't have anything to lose. And uh, I'm looking forward to a, a deal being signed, whether it's him or, or somebody else in this next week. Yeah, I know today, uh, Valentine's Day, uh, the commanders are meeting with Greg Roman, the former Ravens uh, offensive coordinator who, who you know, is a very much of a run first guy. And I think he did a really good job designing a play, uh, a playbook and offense that that really you know made the most out of Lamar Jackson. And, and I think that Lamar is still going to be successful uh, inside of a new offense, yeah. it, it, be it, you know, be it in uh, Baltimore or elsewhere, because his his status with the team is kind of up in the air but uh, all in all I'm really excited that they could get to Eric Bieniemy, and hopefully they don't let that guy leave they they yeah. have the interview you know take him to dinner have another visit bring Terry in there like you got to do something you really got to do something to get that guy uh, I think he'll bring a lot to the team and and frankly if I'm looking at it you know if I'm looking at that pantry as an offensive coordinator I feel pretty good about what I see you know, I, I like the young talent that's at the receiver position. I like the young talent at the running back position. Um, I like the young talent that's at quarterback. You know, um, the defense, you don't have to worry about that. That's that's not even your really cup of tea. The main thing on offense you got to pay attention to is fixing that O-line. And then you see what you get out of Sam Howell. And if something, you know, doesn't work, then you know you have, you know, future picks to to try to pick somebody else up. So uh, I like what I see for that uh, with that offense and uh, something that Eric B. Enemy could be interested in. Yeah, I, I really feel like we're going to probably record a – we're going to have to record another one later on this week. And <laughs> I, I think if, you know, if I were, were a, a heavy betting man like, and I went to our friends to bet online, I would probably put – put it down to, to be Eric Bieniemy. I think it just makes too much sense. We know Ron likes his connections. We know his connection with, with Andy Reid, their history. So you got to think that they've been talking. And, and like you said, it was no coincidence that Andy Reid was hyping him up right after the game. So, yeah, I'm with you. Whenever the, the formal interview happens, I hope that, you know, they have some sort of agreement worked out by the time that that, that meeting's over because I think it's it, it makes the most sense. And, I think for Bienemy it makes a lot of sense. He's going to a team with a defensive-minded head coach, and he could mm -hmm. essentially be the head coach of the offense while being the offensive coordinator and finally getting to call his own plays and all that stuff. It just yeah. it makes too much sense, and I think that it's something that the commanders need to kind of give them that boost and hopefully get this offense going to catch up with with what this defense has done in, in the last couple of years. You know, the, the offense has kind of been lagging behind. We've talked about it plenty of times, and I think that this could – a creative mind like this could really, really put them over the top or at least get them uh, to be more competitive and more explosive. Yeah, but now I will say, uh, we've talked about it before, they want to have a two-to-one run ratio. I mean, if you look at the Super Bowl, there was 27 pass attempts by Patrick Mahomes, 26 rush attempts, 26 rush attempts. And not to mention that offensive line gave up how many sacks to the sack leader? Settle. Zero. Cero, that's Spanish for zero. Look at that. That's He's right. speaking Spanish. This is a bilingual station, y'all. That's right. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, that's awesome. Isaiah Pacheco, 15 yards, 15 yards, 15 carries for 76 yards. He had a 15 yard run for sure. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes ran for six for 44. Jarek McKinnon, four for 34. And Sky Moore got him some as well.
my guy, Jarek McKinnon from Georgia Southern, went there as well. Interviewed him on uh, the student radio station a few years back. So it was cool to see him win a Super Bowl. I know he was itching to put that ball into the end zone, too. How cool yeah. that would have been to talk about a Super Bowl touchdown. But for him to slide down at the one was a smart play. So shout out to Jet McKinnon there. for, for That's good coaching. Bowl. That's, that's right. Good coaching. That's right. And he's a vet. He's a vet. So he's very smart, but that's yeah. good coaching as well. Oh, man. And look, I mean, look at it. As I'm looking at the stats, Nick Bolton, eight solo tackles and an assist plus a fumble, forced fumble and a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Shout out to the Rook. Have a day, young man. Have a day. Maybe we, we glossed over it, but maybe could have had another touchdown. Just one of the many kind of questionable calls. I don't know if you saw the second one where I saw that. didn't make the, the, the football move. I yeah. think it was I think they had to call it that way I get it but you know it was just your your overall thoughts 30 seconds on officiating we've seen it all over the place but what were your thoughts on the on the calls in that game Honestly, I think they called it all pretty straight up and down. I, I, there wasn't anything that was too egregious. Then uh, obviously the the fumble that you're mentioning, um, that was the right call. He didn't he didn't make a football play after making that catch. I do think the way that they were flying around and reacting to those things really uh, was affecting how Philly wanted to, to play because you could see that the Chiefs were kind of catching on to mm-hmm. what the Eagles were doing. But that's neither here nor there. Now the big play. The one that's everybody's up in arms about was the holding on James Bradbury against Juju Smith Houston. And this is not just because I'm a receiver, but that was a hold. Yeah, that was a hold. And and here's my thing. When he ran that first in and out, that little whip route where he kind of fakes down like he's running a slant and works back out. Yes, Bradbury grabbed his hip that pulled himself a little bit closer. I believe that the ref let that slide because generally they'll let you get a little quick tug as long as you let go. But when Juju spun to go upfield and he grabbed on the back of him and he pulled even more, that is when they had to throw that flag because, one, the jersey came away from the body. But that's literally the second time you've pulled him in the in, in a you know second, two seconds. Uh, there was an earlier play in the game. Juju had ran a little deep in. And Bradbury had to give him a little pull. And Juju was trying to get the flag. They didn't throw it. So it was definitely a hold. People are like, oh, well, they can't call in that situation. Um, yes, they can. And yeah. they should have. I mean, hell, go way back to when Washington played New York in that second game. There was a much more egregious uh, penalty by Darnay Holmes on Curtis Samuel that got no love. Right. Yeah. And James Bradbury admitted that he did it. Right. And we saw two two different times that he did it. We saw a couple different angles that you could see him grabbing it. It's unfortunate that it came down to a call like that, but that was the call. Had he not held him, the the chiefs would have scored a touchdown. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. You can't have it both ways. You know what I mean? And and for a guy like Patrick Mahomes that can put the ball wherever he wants to, the fact that he would have missed Juju Smith Schuster by that much tells me that something was off with the timing there. And I think it was because Bradbury held him. Like yep. he said he did, and he owned up to it. And I'll, I'll give him credit for that. I, I'll give all the Eagles. I haven't seen any Eagles that have come out and said, oh, that was a bad call. They owned up to it. They said it was a bad – I mean, they said it was a penalty, and it was. It stinks that, you know, Jalen Hurts didn't get the the chance to, to, to possess the ball one more time, you know, yeah. for a legit shot. That, that yeah. does stink, but it also was a, a, a penalty. Both can be true. Yeah. And I will say, we mentioned it earlier, that little, if you're upset about the hold, you, you got to eagerly be upset about this little power quarterback sneak thing. I hate it. Yeah. I, I hope it goes away. Um, because I saw a post that like, it was, a, I think, an Eagles like wife or something. She was all 
mad because she had to watch the final five minutes of the game get ran down by the Chiefs after that holding penalty. And I'm like, frankly, if the ball was in the other hand, that's exactly what the Eagles would have done. That's mm-hmm. what the league is like nowadays. They, they play the clock. If they have the opportunity to run that thing down as much as possible, they're going to do it. Um, does, is it kind of boring to see at the end? Absolutely. Uh, if doing the whole push them across the line thing, that gets extremely frustrating as well. So I think they both fall hand in hand, and I'm sure there'll be some changes uh, from the rule committee uh, in this offseason. Absolutely. Uh, so speaking of, we saw two uh, incredible quarterbacks go go at it. We saw Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and, and we've already mentioned a guy like Lamar Jackson. Is he going to stay in Baltimore with a new offensive coordinator? Can they get a deal done? But what about all the quarterback news that is kind of popping up around the league? We know the Super Bowl is over, but now the league year is about to start. Uh, you got franchise tags and free agency and trades mm-hmm. and all that. What do we think on some of these quarterbacks and, and where they're going? Um, I think it could potentially be crazy. I thought last last offseason was pretty crazy, but I think that uh, the, the way that the league is going, you need a quarterback, and some teams are, are realizing they'll, they'll do just about anything to get there. Yeah, you, you do need a quarterback. And I've said before, there's only so many franchise QBs out there. Um, and I think you have to be honest about what you're picking up. You know, I mean, if you're picking up a mid-level, mid-tier guy, you have to understand that and be OK with that and then work to build your team around it. That's what makes sense to me. Um, I don't I wouldn't want to sit there and continue to put a put a flyer on a mid-level guy touting like he's going to take us to the promised land. I don't think that that's necessarily you know going to happen. I was listening to a great podcast the other day. A uh, gentleman was saying that he plays fantasy baseball, and his friends realized he was really good at it, and his technique was he picked players based on their overall track record. Who have they been over their entirety of the career? He gave the example, uh, if you hit 30 home runs on average, but then you have an off year and you only hit seven. He's like, I'll still pick you because you're averaging 30 home runs. Sure. If, if you look at this same way with it, when it comes to these quarterbacks, what they've done in the past is probably what you're going to get for lack of a, you know, for mm-hmm. however you want to flip it and say it, that's probably what you're going to get out of. And it, it's not a bad thing. Just don't think that you're going to all of a sudden turn a mid-level guy into a Tom Brady or a Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's not what he's ever shown you in the past, right? Yeah. So whenever you're picking these quarterbacks or all these different teams, I think they got to really make some of those uh, decisions with that in mind. Let me – that as you're saying that, we the, the, the biggest name for me or the, the, the name that I think is most obviously going to move is Derek Carr, right? He's, yeah. you know, the Raiders said they're moving on. It sounds like he's not going to be traded. He's going to get his chance to pick, um, you know, his team and, and vice versa. Power move. Power yeah. move by him. Yeah, absolutely. But to me, you know, we see what he's been able to do. We see some of the stats. But then I saw that his record is 63 and 70 something. Mm. Is a team going to get a, a, a real upgrade, or are they going to get this this quarterback that, while he has seems to have all the tools, can't put it together? What are, What are your thoughts there? And I mean, not necessarily the Commanders, but is any team should they be breaking the bank for for a guy like Derek Carr? Uh, well, I think you know, there's a few teams out there where you can think that you know that's probably who you want to work with, especially if you feel like you have a better team 
that's around them. Uh, one spot that seems pretty intriguing is the Jets for me. I think that having, you know, Garrett Wilson, uh, young, talented rookie, Brees Hall is going to come back uh, from that, you know, that uh, ACL injury, or I think it's ACL. Um, so you have some pieces in there that if you have a, you know, steady, you know, player at quarterback, somebody that's not too old, um, you, you can put something together. Well, you know, I, 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 they they had New Orleans as a name or as a team that was out there, but I, I don't know. I feel like New Orleans has a few more things moving around. There's probably a few more pieces they can almost blow that up if they wanted to. But um, I, I would say the Jets would work for him. Um, but once again, I I don't know if he's going to really take you, you know, that much higher. But they have a lot of young pieces that could work up there in New York. Yeah, I I agree. I, the reason I say that is because like he we thought that he needed like a number one, right? And he gets Devonte Adams and, and maybe it was a system fit with Josh McDaniels. We kind of talked about how we weren't sold on Josh McDaniels, but it just feels like a lot of excuses have been made for Derek Carr. And at a certain point, it's kind of like, well, maybe is it is it the guy himself? So I it, it just kind of reminds me a little bit of the commanders and uh, Carson Wentz last year. It's like, we like you said, you kind of know what you're getting. You've seen this guy. Uh, at that point in a couple of different spots. We've seen Derek Carr. We've seen some of these quarterbacks, and we know what they are. And I, I just feel like some teams kind of fool themselves into thinking that, oh, we're the stop. We're the place that he's going to yeah. put it all together. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think I'm, you know, taking it back to the commanders, I'm kind of glad that, that it seems like they're not really in the market for one of these veteran quarterbacks. Now, Lamar Jackson, one of those absolute studs would be different, but like a Derek Carr or one of those kind of, middle tier quarterbacks i i think that they i'd rather see what sam howell has to offer like we've said i i think that that could be more exciting and could pay off uh bigger than than a, than a guy like Derek carr specifically yeah and you keep it allows you to build elsewhere you know you can you can build on that team uh from other uh in other spots rather than trying to you know put all your you know Ducks and not ducks, eggs in a basket. Don't yeah. put your ducks in a basket. Let your ducks waddle <laughs> around. Out. Yeah, you put all your eggs in one basket, and then you kind of hamstring yourself. Um, yeah, and I think you know, I kind of just br briefly thinking. I don't know what the Raiders. You know how good of a defense that they have. Really, how good has their team been? You know, mm -hmm. there might be a better team um, sure. up there in New York. You know, if they get that defense going right, so Robert Sala, if, if, if they keep riding high, it could be something that makes sense. Um, how would Derek Carr look with Nathaniel Hackett? Um, you know, that may be a good marriage. Maybe. Who knows? Um, so that, that's one quarterback to think about. Um, another guy up there in Green Bay, Nathaniel Hackett's old coach, who obviously <laughs> has some ties to, to, to Vegas and has some ties to New York. So if you had to pick one of those two, if you're Aaron Rodgers, is it, is it Vegas? Is it New York? Or is it uh, a place to be named later? Well, I think I saw a report that the Packers, I guess, don't want to trade him in, in conference, which makes sense. You, you don't want, I guess, the chance to have him keep you out of the playoffs. Um, but I, I think that they're, you know, kind of where there's smoke, there's fire. And it seems like Devontae Adams has really been reaching out and staying in touch with his old teammate there yeah. in Green Bay. Uh, we know Derek Carr is not going to be the quarterback in, in Vegas. And I think Aaron Rodgers to Vegas makes a, a whole lot of sense to go play with uh, a guy that he has a great relationship with and they put up big numbers. 
Um, so I, I think it, it, it makes too much sense to me for him yeah. to go to the Raiders. Does it actually happen? Does the, does it work out? I think that'll be the, the holding up point or, or not. Um, and his four day silence retreat or whatever that is, that's starting yeah. up soon. So, uh, I, if I had to pick between those two, um, and I really think it, it probably will come down to those two or staying in green Bay, but I would go with the Raiders. Yeah. I'm almost feeling like, um, I feel like if you had to rank the two, Aaron Rodgers and, and Derek Carr, people are going to probably try to wait and see what Rodgers does first before they make their second move. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Jets obviously getting Nathaniel Hackett, probably trying to push that as a reason to to coerce uh, A-Rod up there to New York. And I think that spot makes sense, probably for the exact same reasons that it made sense for Derek Carr. My question about going to Vegas is how does how does he – how would Aaron Rodgers mesh with Josh McDaniels? You know, because yeah. I, mean, I remember the hearing about McDaniels going to Denver when he first went there. He was just doing all this other stuff and everybody like he thinks he's Belichick. And it didn't rub people the right way. And then you heard how Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, their relationship in the beginning really didn't, you know, wasn't always the best, wasn't always the smoothest. They found ways to win and they got it handled. But I wonder if those, you know, those two egos that could potentially cr- uh, clash, but I would still tie a ride to New York. It doesn't make sense to to go try to team back up with Devontae Adams, but I wonder, you know, he, he Aaron Rodgers holds a little bit of a grudge. He yeah. holds a grudge against the 49ers for not drafting them. So there's a good chance he could hold a grudge against Devontae for leaving when I guess all signs were pointing to him potentially coming back. So Maybe he goes up there and tries to get a connection with the with the young Garrett Wilson and and that offense. So yeah, I, I say New York, staying green. Yeah, okay. And so, like, I agree with you. I think Aaron Rodgers kind of moving around. Derek Carr is Lamar Jackson going to move? I think like one once one of these dominoes falls, I think that's when we'll start to see some some openings open up. And not to mention the draft and. It'll be it'll be quite the offseason. I'm hoping yeah. for 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 chaos reasons. I'm hoping that everybody changes teams. Like it's like a big like uh, Madden fantasy draft where everybody's just kind of back into the pool and you, you draft from that. So yeah. uh, I, I thought last season was fun with Russell Wilson moving around. Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan didn't work out. But, um, you know, I, I think it's fun to see guys change uh, teams and. And, and see what they got in a different place. Yeah. Um, the the post I saw, there was little rumblings that, you know, potentially a Tua Tagabailoa for a Lamar Jackson trade uh, could be could be something that happens. It could be intriguing for the Ravens. And, I mean, frankly, that'd be a very fast offense down there in Miami. I mean, Lamar is from Florida. Uh, Mike McDaniel would probably be just giddy. Yeah. With all of those tools and just so much speed, like could you imagine like a wildcat with like Tyreek Hill in the backfield and Lamar Jack? Like it could just be just absolutely nasty. Um, but but you mentioned Lamar maybe going into Washington. Now, if you had to do a trade, if you had to trade one player, and I'll I'll just pose it like this: Would you trade Chase Young for Lamar Jackson and and whatever other pieces need to make? But if Chase Young's name came up, would you make that trade? I think you'd have to. As much as I think that Chase Young, when fully healthy, can can wreck a game, uh, Lamar Jackson's a, a former MVP, and I still think can play at that level. Uh, I, I think you you wouldn't even think twice. Unfortunately, as much as you know, I, I like Chase, and I think he's a leader, that kind of thing. Lamar Jackson's on a, on a different planet at the most important position in all of sports. I, I think you'd have to do it for sure. Yeah, it's definitely one of the ones that that make you think for a second. You're like. Mm. 
Yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah, maybe. Maybe so, yeah. I mean, even though you still have to consider that you do have to re-sign Lamar and he's going to want a contract and et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, if you're already deciding that you're not going to pick up Chase's option, you can let another yeah. team, you know, handle that. And, and frankly, that would be a nasty defense. I know that he's, you know, he's been playing, uh, you know, defensive end hand in the dirt in the 4-3. Uh, Chase Young doing an outside linebacker, yeah. you know, in, in, the, in the defense. I mean, you got Patrick Roquan Queen, Smith. Roquan Smith. My gosh. Yeah. And I'm sure the Ravens would probably say, give me Deron Payne as well. Right. Um, and they really just try to tear everything up. But, well, well in, it's you know, scary. Quarterback news kind of coming back to to Washington's how I always think about it because I'm a a fan of them. But like you wonder if Eric Bieniemy comes in, let's say it's him, does he convince Ron, hey, actually I'd love to go after this quarterback if he would have mm -hmm. any say there. I don't know that he would, and you know the team's cap situation, you know, may or may not affect that. But it would be interesting to see if like you know I'll come as long as we're looking at a X Y Z player here. Yeah. Uh, I think that that could be interesting to see as well. But I, I'm excited for what Sam Howell has to offer. It just would be interesting to see what the, the new OC has to say about the quarterback situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think if you're going to give him the whole, you know, the, the keys to the kitchen, if you will, um, I think you have to at least take his input a little bit. But, yeah. but. I also think that he could probably be successful with what he has. Well, I was going to say, you know, you hire a new a new cook, right? You know, you might say you can use whatever you want, but hey, we need a couple of years before you replace the oven. We we need yeah. a couple of years before you upgrade the the countertops, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, that that's a good point as well. Yeah. I mean, like I like how you took that. You you took that and ran with that well, man. It's like yeah. a relay race. It's like we've been Allie, doing this you, all year, man. Yeah, you put it near the rim, I'll be there. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. My man got ups. Oh, man. This has been an exciting little show, man. Yeah. This has been a good show. Um, folks, now you know, this This doesn't end. All right? We'll have more things to talk about, more topics. We might be back later this week if commanders make a, make a decision. But make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, hit us up. Um, shout out to Ken Jackson. I think he he had responded uh, to to I think he replied to something that I asked folks to go chop it up on Twitter with us. So shout out to him. Uh, he, he's in the Knuckleheads pod. Him and uh, I can't think of his co-host name. I apologize. Been on there a couple times with him. Uh, big Commanders fan. They, uh, they, one of them, Ken lives down here in the Dallas area. So uh, either way, shout out to them. Shout out to everybody that gives us a listen. We definitely appreciate it. And you know where you can listen to us. Tune in radio, Sirius XM sometimes. Watch Stadium is a place that you can get us uh, as well. Uh, and all your favorite streaming platforms. So wherever you get your podcast is where we at. That's all right. Thank you guys for joining us. And, uh, yeah, we, we I put a little poll out about the offensive coordinator and people were were on the bell ready to um, to, to reply to that. So a lot of people want Eric Bieniemy. So, yeah, talk to us about what, what you guys want to see on the show and and uh, your thoughts, and we'd love to, to incorporate some of that. So thank you guys for listening all season long. I know the NFL season is officially over, but like we've said so many times, and like Anthony said, uh, we'll keep it going all off season long, have uh, updates about the team and, and all that good stuff. So stay with us, and we appreciate you uh, being along for the ride. Yes, indeed. Once again, lastly, last, last, last little bit, take it over there to bed online.
They still got still got bets you can make. NBA, NCAA is coming up. You can do some futures. If you already feel like uh, the Texas Longhorns are going to win the championship next year, you can go ahead and put uh, NCAA futures on there. So all the bets out there on Bet Online, use our code BLEAV, that's believe, to get your 50% welcome bonus. Y'all be easy. Y'all stay safe. We'll see you on the next one. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.